0: It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber.
1: Hello and welcome to the podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on your favorite podcast location, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to check out, download, listen, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. My name is Alfie, and just sit back and relax We've got another star-studded edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast coming up for you here. In just moments, we will be hearing from the Senior Vice President and General Manager of National Super Speedway, Matt Greike, who will be previewing the upcoming Ally 400 race weekend, which will be coming up this weekend. Uh, Ted Austin of the Atlanta Motor Speedway with the latest in short track news. And then also NHRA top fuel driver Justin Ashley, who uh, a few weeks ago back at the Bristol Dragway won himself two that's right, two Wally Award. But of course, uh, not much activity going on in the world of racing over the weekend with the Father's Day weekend. NASCAR was off, the NHRA was off, but the IndyCar Series was in action. And we'll have the results of what happened in the IndyCar Series race at Road America coming up here in just a matter of moments when we get to our racing recap portion of the Southern Race Racing Radio. Uh, but I want to say congratulations to the winners of tickets for the Atlanta Motor Speedway Race Weekend. In case you missed it, you can go back to our Facebook page and re-watch William's announcement as he drew winners uh, for the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart Race Weekend. And he gave away tickets for uh, Saturday night and Sunday night's race action at AMS. And it's hard to believe that we're just a few weeks away from uh, nascar returning to the atlanta motor speedway for two night races on saturday night july 8th with the xfinity series race and then on sunday july 9th with the cup series running of the quaker state 400 available at walmart race weekend so it should be a lot of fun of course southern race week radio will be on site I'll be camping out once again over the weekend, so I'll be bringing you some great live footage, some great videos, pictures, all the the behind-the-scenes of what's going to be going on at AMS during this upcoming uh, race weekend, which will be uh, Friday, July 7th through Sunday, July 9th. And also don't forget that Atlanta Motor Speedway will be having a spectacular fireworks show that will be on July 4th. And if you need all the details of everything coming up at AMS for race weekend, Or you got any uh, questions they'll be happy to answer or tickets, campground sites, um, a a schedule of all the activities going on. Just check it all out at atlantamotorspeedway.com. And don't forget that they're also available on Facebook and Twitter. And also download the Atlanta Motor Speedway app for your smartphone as it will have all the details, information, and any kind of last-minute breaking news that you need to know about of what's going to be going on during race weekend. It's all available for you there. As I mentioned, just download it for free, the Atlanta Motor Speedway app on your smartphone. So uh, before we get into our great interviews that we got coming up here on the podcast, uh, real quickly, I, I want to give you some uh, kind of not really breaking news. This has been out and uh, announced uh, already, but uh, a great friend of the show uh, and and, Darling, and Darlington Raceway president Kerry Tharp is going to be retiring after a nearly two-decade NASCAR career. Tharp and NASCAR announced his decision to leave after this season on uh, last Thursday. Uh, Tharp moved from having little interest in the sport. I'd change the channel if it were on TV, he said, to become its chief voice for a decade and a top-level uh, top-level executive at the track too tough to tame since 2015. Tharp, who is 66, will oversee the Southern 500 and the start of the NASCAR playoffs on September 3rd. Tharp was thrilled with Darlington's latest throwback weekend a month ago, where the sport celebrated its 75th anniversary of the Goodyear 400. The September race marks the fourth year NASCAR's 10 event postseason opens at Darlington. It certainly was an unlikely aspect for Tharp who spent 26 years in college sports communications. He came to South Carolina in 1985 and became Point Man as the Gamecocks joined the Southeastern Conference in 1992 and hired Coach Lo Holtz for six seasons from 1999 to 2004. In early 2005, Tharp threw the interest of NASCAR and joined the organization that April. Soon enough, he was at the microphone moderating drivers' media sessions and answering questions from the press, not that it came easily for him so uh congratulations to a great friend of the show as we mentioned carrie tharp uh, we will try to have him on the program maybe uh in a few weeks or so to uh to talk about uh, what's uh, going on with him as he uh retires from his position at uh, darlington raceway so uh, congratulations to a great friend of the show Kerry tharp after retiring after a new nearly a two decade uh, nascar career run. Now, uh, let's do this now, it's time for your uh, racing recap for you here on Southern Race Week Radio. As we mentioned, uh, NASCAR was off this past weekend due to the Father's Day holiday. Uh, here, here are the current point standings right now, first in the Truck Series, Grant Enfinger is your number one ring driver, he's got two wins in the season. Zane Smith is second with two wins. Christian Eckes is in third position with two wins as well. Corey Hine in fourth with a win, Ben Rhodes is fifth with a win, and Carson Hosover is in sixth position with a win. Spots seven through ten are into the playoffs right now with just points. These drivers do not have a win on the season. That's Ty Majeski in seventh, Matt Crafton in an eighth, Stuart Friesen in ninth, and Matt DiBenedetto rounding out the top ten. Over to the Xfinity Series, of course, the top twelve drivers advance to the playoffs. And Austin Hill is your number one ranked driver. He's got three wins on the season. John Henry Nemechek is in second position with two wins. Cole Custer is in third position with a win. Justin Allgaier is fourth with a win. Chandler Smith is in fifth position with a win, Sammy Smith in sixth with a win, and Jeb Burton is in seventh position with a win. Spots eight through 12 are into the playoffs right now via points. These drivers do not have a win on the season. That's Josh Berry in eighth, Sheldon Creed in ninth, Sam Mayer tenth, Riley Herbst in eleventh, and Daniel Hammock rounding out the top 12. Over to the Cup Series. As you know, 16 drivers, the top 16 drivers advanced to the playoffs and William Byron is your number one ranked driver with three wins on the season Kyle Busch is in second position with three wins Martin Truex Jr. is in third position with two wins and right now with 525 points He is the top ranked driver as far as points go for the regular season Kyle Larson is in fourth position with two wins Ryan Blaney is fifth with a win Christopher Bell is sixth with a win Danny Hamlin is in seventh position with a win Joey Logano is eighth with a win Tyler Reddick is 9th with a win, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is in 10th position with a win. Spots 11 through 16 are into the playoffs right now via points, and these drivers do not have a win on the season. That's Ross Chastain in 11th, Kevin Harvick 12th, Chris Buescher in 13th, Brad Keselowski in 14th, Bubba Wallace 15th, and Alex Bowman rounding out the top 16. Over to the IndyCar series, Alex Palou built on his commanding lead in the IndyCar point standing by winning Sunday at Road Atlanta for his third title in the past four events. Palau won for Chip Ganassi Racing by 4.5610 seconds over Team Penske's Joseph Newgarden, who won at Road America last year. Aaron McLaren's Pato Award was third, Chip Ganassi Racing's Scott Dixon was fourth, and Andretti Autosports' Colton Herta rounding out the top five. And as far as the points right now, as we mentioned, Alex Palau leads the IndyCar Series in points. And to check out the rest of the point situation for the IndyCar Series, just head over to IndyCar.com. And if you want to check out the current point situation in the NHRA Series, where there are vast different uh, series that are going on, just head over to NHRA.com to check out the point standings there. Coming up this weekend, though, in the world of racing, the NHRA Summit Racing Equipment Nationals will take place in Norwalk, Ohio. That'll be coming up June 22nd through the 25th. And then NASCAR will be back in action, this time traveling the Nashville Super Speedway, the Craftsman Truck Series, and the Rackley Roofing 200 will take place on Friday, June 23rd. The green flag will drop at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The Xfinity Series will be in action on Saturday for the Tennessee Lotto, the Tennessee Lottery 250. That'll be Saturday, June 24th. The green flag will drop at 3:30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch the race on USA and then the Performance Racing Network will have the radio coverage, which is also will be available on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. And then for the Cup Series, they'll be under the lights for the Ally 400, once again in National Super Speedway. That'll be Sunday, June 25th. The green flag will drop at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And you can watch the race on the big NBC Sports. And then on the radio coverage side, the Performance Racing Network, which will also be carried on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. So there you go. That is your racing recap from this past weekend. And keep it locked in as more of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast continues. Hello, this is Gracie and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network at Southfield as we continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And NASCAR will be returning to Nashville Super Speedway for the Ally 400 race weekend, which will be Friday, June 23rd through Sunday, June 25th. And to talk about everything that we can expect at Nashville Super Speedway is the Senior Vice President and General Manager of Nashville Super Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Matt Gretchy. Great
2: introduction. Thank you, Alfie.
1: Hey, when we have a big deal guest on, we always got to give him a big deal introduction. And we are welcoming you to the program, Mr. Gretchy, with... Open arms as you'll be welcoming uh, NASCAR Nation to the uh, National Super Speedway here in just a matter of weeks. I'm sure you're excited to welcome in all the great uh, NASCAR fans, but uh, you are a first-time guest here on Southern Race Week Radio. So whenever we have a guest on for the first time, love to learn a little bit about themselves. So, uh, Mr. Gretchy, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you elevated to your position of Senior Vice President and General Manager of a National Super Speedway.
2: Thanks, Alfie. Uh, so, yeah, I grew up in the northeast uh, part of the country, not real, maybe known to a lot as a auto racing community, but uh, I grew up around the sport um, through my childhood, a great childhood memories of all the short tracks up in the northeast and grew up around the, the sport and uh, was always infatuated with it and uh, deep ingrained in the competition side uh, through through my family. But I went to school for sport management and uh, I had a great opportunity halfway through my college career to get an internship at Charlotte Motor Speedway Um, and being a part of Charlotte Motor Speedway and Speedway Motorsports uh, I further had a great opportunity to to join that team full-time once I graduated college and spent 18 great years at Charlotte Motor Speedway and when uh speedway motorsports acquired national super speedway i was offered the opportunity to come here to help run the events and operations at national super speedway uh the february of last year and uh it's been a a great adventure great experience for myself my family moving to middle tennessee we couldn't be more thrilled about the area and what we have for a future opportunity here and uh after the introduction you gave me, I, I wish we were racing this weekend, but uh, we're looking forward to next weekend.
1: Now, uh, you've worked at Charlotte Motor Speedway, which is kind of our second home track here for Southern Race Week Radio. We attend a lot of events there. Um, tell me about that experience working at Charlotte Motor Speedway, because that's usually is when you look at kind of a Speedway Motorsports. That's kind of like the central hub of the of the of the company as well, since. Pretty much everything is there the the coke 600 and 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 marcus smith is also a big part of what goes on there at charlotte motor speedway as well what what was the experience like working there at charlotte
2: well the experience was uh was was deep and wide uh, is what i can say i had a, a great opportunity to dive into a lot of facets of, of the company and the business and what we execute from a, a wide range of events and what we do from a calendar year standpoint. But being close to the racing community there and US Legend Cars being based there and operated there from a short track standpoint and as many events that we put on at Charlotte Motor Speedway um, was a great reason to look at this opportunity as, as a lot of future and what we can do here at Nashville Super Speedway in this great market and the ability to help grow ourselves here using Charlotte Motor Speedway and our other Speedway Motorsports as a template on how we can be, um, you know, more event-based as well as community-based from a future standpoint.
1: Speaking with Senior Vice President and General Manager of National Super Speedway, Matt Greike here on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Now, uh, as we mentioned, NASCAR is going to be heading to your track here in, in just a matter of weeks. we got the off week and then we restart the season at National Super Speedway which is only hosted obviously just a couple of races so far so what can our listening audience who've uh, maybe never been the National Super Speedway expect when we see a triple header weekend with the cups uh, with the cup series Xfinity and the uh, truck series uh, at National Super Speedway
2: Yeah I think we're going into our third annual NASCAR triple uh, header weekend and it kicks off on Friday June 23rd With our Rackley Roofing 200 uh, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, and then Saturday we go into a daytime race with our Tennessee Lottery 250 Xfinity Series race, and then Sunday we get into prime time. This year we're uh, a little bit later start. We kick off the season with NBC for our Ally 400 on Sunday, June 25th. We start at six o'clock local time, and great storyline there is going to be. It'll be daytime uh, when we start the race. Go green flag but by checkered flag in the second half of the race, we'll be under the lights. So getting the crew chiefs, the drivers, to adjust to the track temperatures and what the ball and a 3rd concrete surface is going to do throughout the night will be exciting on broadcast, but it will be even more exciting in person.
1: Now, you've lived in Nashville here since, as you mentioned, since Nashville Super Speedway was bought by uh, Speedway Motorsports. So you have an opportunity to kind of check out the city. And even though I'm sure a lot of our listeners have been to Nashville for a vacation to hang out or spend a weekend, but to be able to spend a weekend not only enjoying the beautiful city of Nashville, but also enjoying the activities that are going on at the Super Speedway. Tell some of our listeners who maybe have never been to Nashville before what kind of experience it's like to hang out in downtown Nashville and take in all the activities and all the uh, bars and restaurants that you have uh, available to our listening audience.
2: Yeah, just like we are at Nashville Super Speedway, Nashville uh, downtown is an exciting place to be, whether you're hitting Broadway for some live music and uh, the bar atmosphere, but there's also great restaurants, great um, family entertainment throughout the city as well with uh, the Grand Old Opry and uh, the zoo and other things that you can do throughout the, the greater Nashville area. And the, the nice thing about our schedule is we've got a night race on Friday night. Saturday for the Experience Series race is during the day. So you get all evening to experience what Nashville is and then a later start time to come back on Sunday, back to our Cup Series race and enjoy yourselves for for Cup Series uh, Ally 400. So Nashville is such a destination market and we continue to lean into that. I think our fans appreciate it as well.
1: Now, one thing I love talking about the general managers, track presidents along the uh, NASCAR Cup Series and Xfinity and Trucks is how affordable it is to take a family out to enjoy a great weekend at any track along the NASCAR Series uh, compared to going to some of the other major league sporting events that you could probably take your family afford to. Um, That's another beneficial part about coming to a race. Uh, You know, if you're coming from our Atlanta market or along the southeast, it's not that long of a drive to Nashville. And also, as you mentioned, as a lot of our general managers say, the pricing is just perfect for a family of four to come out and enjoy a weekend. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the ticket packages you guys have for fans to come out to the Ally 400 race weekend?
2: Thanks for teeing that up. Um, Both our Friday and Saturday uh, races include children 12 and under are free. And that's right. Free. So, uh, with the pain the adult, children, 12 and under are free on Friday and Saturday. And then even Sunday for our headliner event, the ally 400 children's tickets, 12 and under start at $10. So, uh, speedway motorsports, national super speedway. We want it to be family friendly and affordable for them to come out, enjoy themselves. Uh, all race events, and uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that is a big focal point for us to keep pushing and making fans aware, especially new-time fans, that they want to bring their family out to.
1: And, of course, the tickets are available, but they are going fast, and if you're like myself who enjoys camping out at the track as well, I did that this past March at Atlanta Motor Speedway. I had such a blast camping out. Uh, campground sites are still available. Tickets are still available, but you better get on those quickly before they all gone. Uh, Nationalsuperspeedway.com is the website, or you can call 866 866- Race ticks That's eight six six R A C E T I X. And I know that your staff and all your volunteers are ready to welcome in NASCAR Nation. How are you guys preparing as a staff to welcome in all the great fans to Nashville?
2: Well, we're we're uh, chock full of entertainment, uh, both on track and off track. We've got Parker mccollum coming for a pre-race concert on Sunday for the Ally 400, as well as Old Dominion's giving our command before the start of the race. And then world-renowned comedian uh, Nate Bargazzi will be driving the field to the green flag as our honorary pace car driver. So we'll we'll have entertainment throughout the fan zone, driver appearances, merchandise sales, uh, kids' activities in the fan zone, all before the race in action starts each day.
1: And for our listeners, if you want to check out the race schedule, because they'll have a fan zone stage outside. There'll be plenty of drivers with with Q&A, so you have a great opportunity to come out and enjoy all of that and all the other cool events that are going to be going on there at the uh, main grand, kind of the display area over there outside of the track. So just head over to uh, NashvilleSuperSpeedway.com slash events. Uh, right there you can get all the information on how uh, what's going to be going on, what drivers are going to be, what times, and, uh, and also all the activities that are going to be going on. Uh, Sir, we really appreciate you taking the time to uh, join us here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Uh, Hopefully we will see you sometime at Atlanta Motor Speedway for one of our race weekends coming up. And uh, good luck to you and your entire staff as you welcome in NASCAR Nation for what's going to be a great, great weekend of racing at National Super Speedway for the Ally 400 race weekend, sir.
2: We can't wait to kick off the second half of the NASCAR
0: season. Hey, this is Brandon Hutchison, Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway. You're listening to Southern Race Week.
3: Hi, race fans, welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week. It's uh, time for us to bring the man himself from Atlanta Motor Speedway. If you want to talk about somebody that can get you up to speed on anything that uh, has to do with short track or super speedways, uh, NASCAR to uh, late models or legends. Ted Alstead is the main man. Ted, welcome back to the program, sir. Well, thanks, Joey B. It's always good to be on the show with you. <laughs> well, I, listen, man. I got it, got it. You got to fill me in on pulling out of my subdivision on Monday morning, and I swear, fifty gorgeous classic cars went by me, went like they were headed to Conyers yep. or something. What did in the world did they come from?
0: We probably saw some, you saw some on Monday, saw some more on Tuesday, but we were lucky enough here at the Speedway to host the first day of the, uh, 75th anniversary of the Moto trend hot rod power tour, which uh, is a tour of classic cars, hot rods, restorations, if it's got four wheels and an engine. Uh they allow it to be on the tour, but they pick a different region of the United States every year to do a five stop tour. It opened here on Monday. On Tuesday it was in Columbia, South Carolina. On Wednesday it went up to Rockingham Speedway in North Carolina. Thursday it was at our sister track in Charlotte at the Z-Max Dragway and it finished up uh, Friday with a big day at Bristol Motor Speedway and the drag strip there up there as well. So uh, it started here and we had 6,000 registered vehicles on the property. It filled the entire infield. We did some drag racing down pit road in the media center lot. They had an autocross going on and it was phenomenal. I mean, you, you saw every make every manufacturer. Uh, You saw cars from the the twenties and thirties all the way up to current cars that had blowers on them that were stacked up uh, over the roof panel. Uh, It was, it was anything and everything automotive here on Monday. And what an unbelievable kickoff to the tour. The Motor Trend folks are great to work with. They've been here a few times. They love this place. They love starting it here because of the expansive area that we have for all these hot rods and everybody to get registered and get going on this tour. So it was pretty cool, but you are not the only person that has said, man, why were all these hot rides? Because they literally, when they left here on Monday, they made the trek. Some of them stayed in their hotels here on the track and some of them took off, but they made a trek to Columbia, South Carolina for Tuesday. Uh, and that's what they do. They skip to these five different cities to, to celebrate cars. It's, it's really a cool show.
3: If you just join us here, we got Ted Allsted uh, live from Atlanta motor speedway in fact, uh, this short track news you can use is Presented by Atlanta Motor Speedway and the Quaker State 400, available at Walmart. Hey, Ted, uh, talking about some asphalt uh, uh, revivals and talking about uh, a racetrack that, that really needs somebody to step up. And that's Lanier Speedway.
0: Yeah, you know it's cool to see that the the asphalt short track racing in the southeast really got a shot in the arm this this past off season um, with uh, uh, the the implementation of the Southern super series, kind of now part of this ASA stars national tour. Um, A lot of prominent crown jewel type of events have this ASA stars national tour moniker now. So you're starting to see guys traveling and travel around for these bigger races, the snowball derby, um, the, the Joe Shear classic up in Wisconsin, the North Wilkesboro show that took place here during all star weekend. It's cool that it's kind of getting revived, by these guys, these track promoters and these series promoters, coming together and, and for the benefit of all and, and not only is this ASA Stars National Tour going but you know Kevin Harvick and, and Dale Jr. got together and they've got money and and promotional power behind the Cars Tour which is more of a pro late model versus the uh, super late model of the ASA Stars um, but it's kind of given a shot in the arm to asphalt racing, short track racing in the southeast and it's cool to see the Cars Tour is going to Hickory it's it's racing down at, at uh, uh, um, uh, the track in South Carolina I can't think of the name of it now Florence it's down at Florence oh. um, they're, they're talking about coming down into uh, Florida down, down to Five Flags and stuff like that and nope. I think it would be great to get one or the other of these tours somebody needs to Bruce Pifke bought Lanier Raceway but he does not know how to promote a short track event. He's a, he's a car show guy. He's a right, guy right. that has built, has built the, the, the caffeine and octane brand. He's he, that's, that's his forte. He needs somebody to come in there and rent the place and bring one of these two su- series in either the cars tour or the, this ASA national tour. Um, I think that if you brought one of those tours in, that could be a big moneymaker. So, uh, somebody who has the time, more time than me, if I had the time, I'd do it, but uh, I don't mm-hmm. have have the time to do it. Honestly. But uh, somebody who has more time and a little bit of capital behind them is I think that they could really make some money um bringing one of these tours in and kind of uh, uh refiring the engine so to say up at Lanier Speedway.
3: Real quick, let's run down Ted Osteds on the Old Food Depot hotline here talking about short track. Uh, what's some opportunities this weekend, brother?
0: Some good opportunities to celebrate pops and Father's Day and everything like that. Cocker Motor Speedway has a great show. In fact, they got the vintage cars uh, this Saturday night down at that Middle Georgia short track. If you're a little bit further south, uh, need more speedway down on the southern side of uh, Georgia, it's got a great show coming up this weekend. If you're up here on the the northern part, the northeastern part of the, the state, it is Winder Barrow Speedway, cute little quarter mile track that, that's right there in Winder, Georgia. Went to it. A couple weeks ago and watch some racing. It was a lot of fun. It's a cool track, kind of a little valley there, but uh, my grandson and I had a blast watching that. Um, those are those are three tracks that I would put on my on my schedule, if not this weekend, sometime soon to go and see and just check out the racing action. That's just a couple of them.
3: Well, with about 45 seconds to go, let's talk about how Atlanta Motor Speedway's race weekend is, of course, uh, July 7th through the 9th. But y'all kicking it off with a big old fireworks show over there on the 4th of July. Is that right? That's right.
0: We're throwing the the green flag on the NASCAR race weekend here on 4th of July. It's a free fireworks show thanks to our friends at Freight Auctions. There's going to be several musical acts that are going to perform. Jerry McCart is going to do a pass with his jet truck down Pitt Road Uh, and then we're going to light up the sky with a I've been told is a fireworks show that will rival the fireworks down at Centennial Olympic Park. It's going to be set in the infield area. It's going to take up a couple big parking lots in the infield and they're going to light up the sky like they do downtown uh, only we're going to do it free right here in the stadium that'll that'll kick off through the green flag on race week you talked about Friday night July 7th we've got the peach pit party going on the camper appreciation party then we start racing on uh, Saturday with the ElSCO 250 NASCAR Xfinity race and we'll cap off the weekend under the lights the first time since uh, a few years ago on Labor Day under the lights for the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart uh, 7 o'clock Sunday night July the 9th still a couple of tickets left Um, but under the lights with this new configuration and this pack racing, you got to buy your ticket. Now it's going to be a sweet
1: show. Hey everyone, it's Jeb Burton, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie as we continue on this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, and we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Hotline as he had himself a great weekend at Bristol last weekend. He won a wally for the rain shortened New England Nationals, and then also took it away at the Thunder Valley Nationals as well. He made his mark there and he is joining us here to talk all about his fantastic weekend ladies and gentlemen let's welcome in nhra driver mr justin ashley mr ashley thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on southern race week radio hopefully you're having a great day today my friend
4: I am. I'm having a great day. Thank you, and thank you for having me
1: on. Well, we appreciate you taking the time, sir, and uh, you had yourself an amazing weekend uh, this past weekend at Bristol, my friend. Uh, The New England Nationals got uh, postponed because of rain to the uh, Bristol uh, weekend, and you came away not only with a win in the New England Nats, but also in the Thunder Valley Nationals as well, my friend. Uh, what's that like? Because it's obviously a very rare feat to attain, winning uh, two wallies in the same weekend. Uh, what do you think about that great achievement that you made uh, at Bristol last weekend?
4: It really is incredible. It's so hard to qualify for an event. It's so hard to just turn on one round of wind light, let alone win two races one weekend. It's fantastic just to be able to have the opportunity to win two races in one weekend but you have to be a little bit realistic about it so when you're going into it you're thinking okay if I can come up with one that would be pretty special let alone two and then at the end of the weekend to be able to leave there with two wallies for a Phillips Connect Toyota racing team really just speaks volumes of the team that we have when we won the New England Nationals on Saturday we immediately had to shift our focus to Sunday because it was time to put that race behind us but that's not always an easy thing to do but The guys did a great job of it, and I could not be prouder to be a part of this team. It's just an amazing feat.
1: Does the adrenaline of winning that event also carry over to to the Thunder Valley Nationals as well?
4: Oh, it certainly does. There's definitely an adrenaline that goes with it. I think we had an advantage having raced four rounds of racing already the Saturday before because normally going into Sunday, you have to kind of get into that race day mode. But we were already in that mode. I was in that mode as a driver, and our team was in that mode because we had to turn that car around after each and every round. So we had that momentum. We had that adrenaline. We were operating on very, very little sleep because they moved the runs up to start 10 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday morning because of the weather. But all in all, um, I think that actually was a positive for us, having to go through that and having to work through those rounds on Saturday. So, yeah, there was definitely a lot of adrenaline that carried over from Saturday into Sunday. And it was a grind. It was tough. It was a little bit exhausting, but it was certainly worth it. And it definitely helped us come the end of the day on Sunday.
1: Speaking with NHRA driver, uh, Justin Ashley on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Now you guys have an off week. When you're on kind of a hot streak like this, when you've won two in a row, Uh, is it difficult to have an off week before the next event? Because I'm sure you're probably so fired up and so full of adrenaline that you're ready to go racing. Is that beneficial, or do you you want to get back into the car and get back out there on the track?
4: So I think it depends. I think it depends on what point we're at in the season. Right now, I think this week off um, is going to be really good for us. I think it's going to not only allow us some time to actually enjoy the win, which is great in and of itself, but I think it'll give the guys a chance to get back home. We've been on the road since Epping. Uh, I myself went to Phillips uh, industries and spent some time there. So we, between me and the team, uh, we've been fired up over these last few weeks, but we've been going, it's been a nonstop grind. So I think in this instance, the week off will actually play into our hands really well. The guys get to go home. I get to fly back home, rest, recuperate, recharge, and and get ready to go for this next push. The way we look at it is we're about halfway through the regular season now. And uh, obviously we're happy with where we're at and, and Mike Green, Tommy Delago, and our Phillips team is doing a great job. But it's time to rest up and get ready to go for the second half of the regular season.
1: Now, when you have some time off like this between events, what do you like to do? Are you one of those people who want to unplug from the racing world, spend time with the family, go on vacation, um, you know, go do some great, you know, activities that you enjoy doing? Or are you kind of still in that racing mode where you're maybe going to the shop a little bit, maybe watching video, going over notes? Uh, how do you how do you spend that time when you're not racing?
4: Uh, always working pretty much. I'm not one to really sit still. So, um, just working with Phillips and working with Phillips connect on the business side, uh, putting business deals together, that will be good for them. and be good for the program. So that's really where the focus is. And then in terms of, you know, exercise diet, I'm waiting on my GoPro video so I could look at, uh, the in-car camera to find ways that I can improve. So, I mean, for me, it's, it's pretty much right back to work on the business and the driving side because, It's really important to enjoy these wins when they come because they're hard to come by. But we want to keep that momentum moving forward. And make no mistake about it, every other driver, every other team is doing the same thing out there. So right now our team's in the shop uh, taking everything apart, taking a look at it and putting it back together, finding ways to improve and get better. And uh, I'm going to do the same myself.
1: Now, you had a really impressive first half of the season, uh, Justin. You've uh, accumulated a a great amount of Wally awards. You've performed extremely well. Now that you have this time off and, as you mentioned, getting ready for the second half of the season, what are the expectations? Do you feel you'll be carrying on what happened in the first half and the second half? And I'm sure that's what your expectations are. But um, tell me about also the points battle as well because not only do you want to get those wins, you're also going for that championship as well.
4: Yeah, it's something that we always take into consideration. We have to factor in everything. Even during qualifying, uh, You know, we have a chance to add bonus points uh, you know, to the standings. And then during the Mission Foods Too Fast Too Tasty Challenge, we have a chance to do the same. So our expectations are the same. They've been the same since we came out this year, which is to win every round, to win every race, and just take it one day, one round, one race at a time. So our expectations will stay the same. Of course we expect to win, but I also know that they're – 20 other cars around the country who feel the same exact way. So yes, um, you know, we plan on continuing to progress, continuing to improve and carry this momentum forward, but it's not going to be easy. I think it's safe to say this is the best top fuel field in NHRA history. The depth and the quality of the competition is so good. So we know that we have a healthy understanding of that. So right now our focus is just on the present, just on getting better. And, hopefully turning on one wind light at a time.
1: Mr. Ashley, if our listeners want to follow along with your progress, keep up with what's going on in your NHRA season, where can they go to follow along, keep up with you, and get all the information they need?
4: Yeah, they can go to justinashley.com, or they can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter on Facebook, Justin Ashley, and then on Instagram and Twitter at
2: the Justin Ashley, if anybody out there wants to follow along. Hey, this is Josh
0: Hart, top fuel driver for RL Carriers. You are listening to Southern Race Week.
1: All right, we're back with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. We really appreciate you tuning in and listening in to the program yet again this week. And once again we want to thank our great guests for joining us here on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Broadcast, of course, the senior vice president and general manager of Nashville Super Speedway, Matt Greckey. We appreciate him joining us along with Ted austed for the latest in short track news from Atlanta Motor Speedway and also Justin Ashley, NHRA top fuel driver. So, once again, thanks to those great guests for joining us this week. We're on the Southern Race Week Radio uh, broadcast along with the podcast, which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, from Fox, Spotify, and SoundCloud, so make Race sure you go to one of those respected podcast locations, download, listen, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, and also don't forget about checking out our social media locations for you on Facebook and Twitter. So like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash southernraceweek or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And don't forget that we still have an opportunity for you to win tickets to the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart race weekend. So please make sure you check out our Facebook page and Twitter accounts for the latest information. how you can enter and win your way in. For Saturday night tickets, Sunday night tickets, along with sweet tickets as well, and pre-race pit passes. So all that available for you to win. Once again, check out our Facebook page and check out our Twitter page for all that details and information. And also for the latest in racing news and information, we deliver that to you every single day, 24 hours in the day. So uh, please check that out and also the email address is available for you at srwradio at yahoo.com. So enjoy the rest of your weekend and we'll catch back up with you next week for another brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.